You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Jeevan Sangha, Editor-in-Chief at 5X Press, and we're looking back at how 5X Press and the Brampton-based organization Ladlia co-presented a panel discussion in Surrey titled The Struggles of International Students is an Open Secret. Jeevan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. So I want to basically look back at everything that you guys talked about. Such a fascinating conversation from what I was reading here. And I understand the event opened up with a spoken word performance by Robin Sunlu. Tell us about his work and what he shared. Yeah, absolutely. So a, a lot of people might, might have already heard of Robin Sunlu. He's a very popular Punjabi singer, songwriter, and poet. And he's actually shared spoken word pieces before about his experience coming from India as an international student himself throughout the years, and his performance was very, very moving. It really anchored us all into the topic, and and he spoke about some of the things that he had heard and experienced himself, and and honestly, a lot of the things he shared were really shocking. Mm -hmm. And I understand one of the things you guys talked about, too, many things, but I do want to highlight this, is that you talked a lot about the reason we have an issue here is a lot of powerful industry of immigration consultant and education recruitment agents in India sell a false promise of a better life in Canada to lure young people from Punjab. So what role do these people have here? I think they they really represent the beginning of this longer process and this bigger system of exploitation of international students that we're seeing. So, so as you mentioned, there are recruiting agents both in Canada and in India and the ones in India often prey on families who are seeking a better life, who are seeking, you know, social mobility and economic prosperity. And so they go to them and they tell them, hey, if you go to Canada, you can get an education, you can get permanent residency, and then your whole family can come. And your kids won't suffer too much while you're there. You'll be able to survive on a part-time salary. And you can cover all your tuition fees and you can cover your cost of living and all that just by working part-time which we, as we're hearing that, is ridiculous because we know people who are working multiple jobs just to keep up with the cost of living here. But when you don't know what a country is like and you don't know any better, who are you supposed to ask? How are you supposed to question these people are supposed to be the experts? And so when we say, yeah, they're selling them a dream, that's really what they're doing. And then they come here and, and it has adverse impacts on folks' mental health when they realize that that is not quite the reality. And was there even a conversation about just how, like, how do we tackle this? And how do you tackle these particular people too, right? Because it's not only there are people working here in Canada, but you got people in India as well. So who is the person that's to come in to kind of stop this kind of thing from happening? Yeah, that's a great question. And that was actually something that came up during our question and answer period after the discussion. And someone said, you know, as much as we can try and make change here, we have to, we have to stop the systems. And I think sometimes it's hard when we're thinking about social change a lot of the issues are happening on an institutional level and they're happening on a systematic level, which means it's hard for an individual to make change. But one of the things that we talked about is, you know, if you have family in India, which a lot of us do, and if you have family that are in the bend still or in the village still, we need to talk to them about what's going on and we need to start with our own communities. And yes, of course, these systems might continue um, to live on, but if we can try and educate even a small amount of people in our circle, who knows who we could be saving from falling into this trap. Exactly. And the other challenge that a lot of international students face is the cost of university. How much of an impact does that have on them? So on average, international students pay up to three to four times more in tuition than domestic students. 
which if you really put that into perspective, is a lot of money. Um, as a domestic student at UBC, tuition was approximately for a full course load for me, about 2500 a term. Um, so if you're timesing that by four for an international student who, by the way, until recently could only work legally 20 hours a week, that's an extreme financial burden to put on a 17, 18, 19-year-old kid. Um, so universities are leveraging the desperation of students and the desperation of immigrants who want earnestly to earn a better life and to secure a safer future for their children. Um, Gurkita, who is one of the panelists, spoke about who, who is also a former or an international student himself, talked about how, you know, life in Punjab was getting difficult and his family was concerned for the well-being of their children. And they, you know, chose their son to go try and make something better of their situation. And so it's all coming from a good and fair place. We just need more systems in place within especially educational institutions to protect students. And even when we look at this issue of our international students with a gender-specific lens, we did, uh, I think, Five Express, uh, Five uh, Express as well spoke about how the male population are plagued by the drug overdose crisis. Women as well have their different issues. So what are the issues faced by our students who are women? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we're seeing really high cases of domestic violence and exploitation of women international students. And so, like, the word exploitation sometimes can be hard to imagine what that actually looks like. But really what it means is whether it's your employer or your landlord or your partner, women who come here, they don't know a lot. Just like women who have grown up here, honestly, in the South Asian community, there's not a lot of education around how to navigate relationships with power imbalances, how to navigate relationships with men for the first time, whether those are romantic relationships or professional relationships. And a lot of men here know that they kind of hold a bit of power over the women and are taking advantage of that. And so they're they're asking for things that they shouldn't be asking for and they're taking advantage of them. And we're, we're seeing through our community, you know, sources, this happening more and more. And, and the really scary thing about that too is that a lot of, International students generally, but especially women international students, don't feel like they have anyone to turn to and they don't feel like they can report. As we know, like reporting these incidences come with a lot of processes that are harmful to survivors. And so, you know, community organizations are the ones who are stepping in and sort of filling that gap and trying to provide support where we can. And, you know, hearing about all these stressful experiences, it makes sense why, you know, we are seeing a rise in mental health issues and unfortunately overdose deaths. And even I want to know that week we did have that article written by Ramnik Johal about mm-hmm. the international students dying from overdoses. Was that something that came up in the conversation? Yeah, absolutely. I think that Ramnik broke an extremely important and heartbreaking story for our community, a very shocking story for our community. And it, it inevitably came up and we touched on it. And I think really, and this is what Ramnik's piece touched on and um, one of our panelists, Gurkidith, also touched on, was the need for disaggregated race-based data. We need to have facts and numbers out being collected by institutions that gives us a way to prove to both the educational institutions and the government that this is an issue that needs to be taken seriously because... So long as it's anecdotal, our community will care, but we need broader communities to care. We need the country to care. 
we need our municipalities to care and a part of that is having data and so i think you know we talked about it and it was just it was heartbreaking to hear and we want to be able to have concrete facts to be able to push support further and while international students, you know, are a great source of revenue for our universities here, do you think they're doing enough in sensitizing our international students in their transition to their life here in Canada? I don't think so, personally. I mean, if you think about how much revenue international students, it's a very lucrative industry in Canada. Um, I believe there was last year Canadian universities or BC universities, I can't find the statistic to me right now, had a 340 million surplus and none of that funding or very little of that funding to my knowledge has go, gone towards supporting international students in their transitions and you know this is not to say that when international students come here there won't, won't always be no matter how much support we put in place a level of difficulty you're leaving your home and we acknowledge that's that's never easy that's always going to come with feelings of loss it's always going to be difficult to transition to but if we as members, especially as members of the South Asian community, can band together and make that transition just a little bit better. If institutions could invest in making that transition just a little bit better and invest in a future of, of people who are intelligent and also emotionally supported, how beautiful of a place could we make this place that we live in and that we're so proud to be you know, community members of? Exactly. I think that's a really good note to end off there. Jeevan, thank you so much for your time. As always, you really appreciate it. And thank you guys for continuing the discussion on this issue. Thank you so much. Bye now. Bye.